0: Welcome back to Girl Meet Game, and on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about gaming terms. It's going to be a long one, so settle in, grab a snack, maybe go do that chore that you've been putting off for a while, you know, do your thing. I am just gonna let it roll. <laughs> Alright, so let's just say really quickly that what I mean by gaming terms is things like industry terms different types of games and generally all the things i've learned here and there you know listening to gaming youtube and you know kind of what i've picked up along the way because as much as you guys are new to all this so am i we're learning together so let's get started i want to start off with industry terms Industry being the gaming industry, kind of the more like techie side of things. Like when you hear about business and like when you watch videos about business and the gaming industry, usually when you uh, you're watching a video with your significant other or the person who's into gaming and they're watching stuff on the industry, these are the terms that you're probably going to hear more than likely. So first thing is developers. This one might be a little easy depending on who you are. But developers are the people who make the games. That includes the writers, the artists, the world creators. All those people that go into making a game, the people who cash that check, those are considered the developers. Next up is publishers. Publishers are the people who put up the money for said games to be made. Publishers include people like EA or Activision or Ubisoft. Those are the three that came to my head right away and you might have heard them before. Next thing is AAA games. A AAA game is a game put out by a big developer or big publishers. When EA puts out the next FIFA, that is a AAA game. When BioWare comes out with the new Dragon Age, hopefully soon and not a mess, that is a AAA game. Anything that's big budget and recognizable names that you might hear a lot are AAA games. Next up is indie games. Indie games are a personal favorite here at Girl Game because they're not only usually more affordable and more relatable and you kind of get to follow the process better, but they're usually just made by a small team. So when you hear indie game, it's a small team without a big publisher, maybe no publisher at all. And they're kind of like the underdogs. Something about indie games makes you want to root for them. Most of the time. Just like anything else, there's some egregious, you know, indie game developers. First person game. A first person game is a game that when you load up into the game, you see the game as though if you are the character. So you don't see a character model. You don't, like, see who you're playing as unless it's a cutscene. And in that sense, you are... Playing the game, it's like with your own eyes. That's first person game. Now a third person game is when you see your character in game. Usually these have already a strongly developed character, like a character that you can't change or customize too much. Think Witcher 3, Geralt of Rivia. If I kind of lost you there, Witcher 3 is definitely a game you should check out. And it's my... mm, Second favorite third-person game, because Cyberpunk 2077 hadn't come out. Next up, open-world games. I love and hate open-world games. An open-world game is one where usually the whole map is explorable. Now, this term is kind of thrown around a little like willy-nilly because the definition is kind of so loose. Fully explorable... Sometimes means that you can't go into every building, and sometimes it means you can. Essentially, an open world game means an open world map. Usually where you see to on the map, you can go to. That doesn't necessarily apply for things like buildings, or shops, or even some like some areas are just like invisible wall. That's another industry term for you. But we'll get to that one a little later when we're talking about the types of games and things. So DLC. When you hear DLC that stands for downloadable content and it basically adds more to the game you've already purchased. Now this can encompass a broad range of things. It could be things like new clothes for your characters and new characters added It can mean new quests and storylines. It can mean, in the sense of Call of Duty, it can mean things like new maps and new weapons. So DLC is generally just anything that adds to your experience, or should add to your experience, in a positive light. The negative, like, underbelly of DLC might be things like loot boxes. Sometimes they're kind of name-dropped in the same kind of conversation. Loot boxes are basically gambling to get things like character customizations or weapon skins, which is customizations for your weapons. Loot boxes are kind of one of the most detested things in gaming right now, because it is qualified as "quote unquote" not gambling, but a Google search will tell you that it's it's gambling, ladies. It it's gambling. So if you're looking to get the most out of your game when you first purchase, I definitely, definitely suggest you give a quick search or ask, you know, your someone who knows maybe a little bit more than you if it has any boot boxes. All right, digital downloads. Okay, digital download is kind of exactly what it sounds like. A digital download is a physical, a not physical, hmm, a not physical copy of the game. You download it onto your preferred system, including PC, and it just, it works. (laughs) It's there, you download it, and you can play right away. You don't have to worry about putting anything into your system or forgetting to take it out. It's there to download when you want it and delete it when you don't. Want it, and you can still re-download it again. Next is a really hot topic too: is cro- cross-platform. Cross-platform means that the game in question is made is available for multiple gaming platforms, and they can all play together. We are kind of in the industry struggling with this right now. We are struggling with cross plat because. The people on Xbox, on Xbox Ecosystem, might want to play with the people on their PlayStation systems. And it's really not up to even the game developers to decide if that's what they want to do. It's more along the lines of if the systems, Xbox and PlayStation, mostly PlayStation, will be open to the discussion and the thing of having cross platform games. Now, I could do a whole episode on cross platforming because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, drama, if you will, about cross platform currently. Now, to get a little bit more technical, this is where I'm going to throw in what an invisible wall is. Earlier I mentioned invisible walls when I was talking about open world games. An invisible wall is something that When you're in your game, you're running around, you're exploring, you're doing this, that, or the other. And you try to go somewhere that looks like a clear path or looks like an obstacle that you usually are able to traverse. And it doesn't let you. The game just doesn't let you. You can walk and walk in that direction and it either jumps you back or it just lets you keep running into that same wall. It's an invisible wall. We're learning out here together. Okay, next up is frame rates. Frame rate is how smooth the video from the game is to your eye. Usually 60 to 120 frames per second is what most people prefer. Now, when you're talking about a movie, movies are usually 30 frames per second to give you a better understanding of what I mean. If you're looking for a good 30, like a good example of a 30 frames per second game, I'd say look at videos of God of War and make sure your YouTube is set to to the right thing and you'll get a better idea of what I mean. 60 frames per second is kind of where we like to hover at in gaming right now from my understanding because it's just, it's easier to understand. It's easier kind of on the eyes. It's just it's the sweet spot right now. And now that we were speaking about walls, paywalls. Another not so happy fun thing. Paywalls are parts of the when parts of the game are built into the game, but you have to play pay an additional price to play them. Yes, that's exactly how it sounds. You have to pay for something that should have been included in your game that is currently on your system but locked behind a price tag. That is definitely as frustrating as it sounds. Because you and I, when we're looking to get a game, we expect that we have access to everything on that game with the price we already paid. Moving on! Next term is online only. When a game is online only, it usually means that it's multiplayer and you can't pause the game. There are circumstances of online-only games that aren't multiplayer, but they're usually a lot more rare. So when your significant other, your, your dad, your mom, whoever in your life plays games, If they tell you, hey, this is an online-only game, I can't pause, definitely don't cross in front of the TV or monitor. Try to kind of work your way around or know that ahead of time. One of my personal favorite tricks is when my husband's about to log into a game and play anything at all, I'll ask him, hey, is it an online-only game that you're going to play? He'll let me know yes or no, and if you're like me, you're valuable, so, um, I forget and he'll be like it's online only and i'm like all right no pause no pause when you hear online only just remember no pause so when you ask hey what game are you playing is it online only you'll get a yes or no put it in your head no pause can't pause <laughs> all right a collector's edition and standard edition just on the other side A collector's edition is usually a more expensive version of the game that comes with extra game-specific merchandise. It can be a statue, an art book, a a music album download. Sometimes they have uh, pins. All that stuff is usually considered a collector's edition. A collector's edition um, can range somewhere from $80 to like 400 I think it's the highest I've seen that's crazy right collector's editions are a fun fun gift if you want to spoil the gamer in your life like or even yourself if you see a game you really really like and you want to have like an above average I guess to say experience definitely go with the collector's edition if you like the stuff now if it's just some stickers And an art book, a small art book, and you don't think that's worth the extra price, use your better judgment. Like I was saying, on the other side of things, there is the Standard Edition. Standard Edition is your $60 game, what comes in the game, base, the base experience that, you know, ideally they showed in the trailers, but we're getting there. Next up is the HUD. Okay, when... People are talking about how bad or how in your face a HUD is. This is what they mean. The HUD is usually the stuff on the screen to help guide you through the world. Things like health bars, mini maps, items, ammos, like anything that the game developers want you to have access to right away. And of course, there's the more crowded, complex HUDs that people usually are iffy about, they usually have a lot of information on the screen, easily accessible to you, so you don't have to essentially click away from anything just to see. But most people today, at least the vocal majority, tend to prefer a minimal HUD, which just shows just the information you need and kind of lets you get this clearer picture of the world and it's kind of a more immersive experience. Gamer Tag. Recently PlayStation lets you change your gamer tags. Just for an example, gamer tags are what username you choose to give yourself in any given game or console. Usually when you buy your first console, you will set up your your internet, your download your games, and you get to set your username, your gamer tag. Now, some games you do have to even make a character name or a username for those games, but those are usually MMOs and things of like that, which we'll get to a little later. So a gamer tag is the, one of the funnest parts of getting into the gaming industry, into the gaming space, into gaming in general. Like, I pined over my gamer tag for literal hours it was ridiculous but it was fun it gives you kind of that sense of i'm a unique little flower because you are i believe in you you are you are a unique little flower don't let anyone tell you you're not (laughs) lastly for industry terms i'm gonna say is console generations a console generation is the lifespan of a console before the new ones come out we're on the precipice of a new console generation that means the PS5 and the Xbox Series X I think that's what it's called oh man yes I believe it was Xbox Series X see what I mean forgetful sometimes Xbox Series X and PS5 are coming out at the end of this year which means the current console generation is going to be that the ones that will be considered the past console generations are the ones you might get, you know, on sale or more easily accessible right now, which is the Xbox One series and the PlayStation 4 series. I say series because there's the Xbox One original, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, and for PlayStation, there's a PlayStation, PlayStation Slim, PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 Slim, and PlayStation 4 Pro. So those varieties will be really nice to get right now. But now let's move on to the meat and potatoes, guys. We are talking about the types of games. This is what you came for. The first half of this episode was just getting you in the know so that you and I and everybody who's aspiring to be a gamer can get on the same page And we could talk the talk with the pros. Maybe not like the super elitist pros, but we got our thing going here. We're all on the same page. We can interact with our loved ones and show our knowledge and interest in what it is that they love and love it too. So types of games, this is where you're going to want to get started. Okay, first type of game, I put this on the top of my list because it's one of my favorite types, is RPGs. An RPG game is a role-playing game, usually heavy customization and story elements. Usually in an RPG, you get to make your own character. You get to decide at the kind of personality they have. There's a lot of choice. And if you're somebody who likes to read books, if you're somebody who likes a good story, RPGs is definitely something you'll want to look into. My favorite RPG... I hope this qualifies as an RPG. Again, I am not perfect. My favorite RPG is Dragon Age Inquisition. Now, <laughs> that one had quite quite a lot of things that we could talk about. But another day, darlings. Another day. Next type of game is shooter game. It's kind of what you think. Shooter games involve shooting bad guys. Call of Duty is like a first-person shooter, and if you want to see your character, then Gears of War is kind of what you want to go for cuz that's a third-person shooter. There's a lot of different guns. It's kind of a very cathartic experience. Like you you get in the mood sometimes. Your fucking cramps are killing you. You you put on you 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 go and you put on that Call of Duty or that Gears of War, where you just want to shoot people, you will feel a good amount better. (laughs) Moving on. Battle Royale games. These are actually really popular right now. Some of you may have already played these. These are your Fortnites, your Apex Legends, things of that nature. Battle Royales are online only games usually. And it's your team versus the other team. In cases like, not necessarily Fortnite, but I think in Apex Legends, this might be a little bit more new to the genre. Instead of teams, you have kind of duos and trios, two or three people. Like, So it's still teams, it's just way smaller. It varies from game to game. So if you think you're going to be a Battle Royale person, or you really, really already enjoy Fortnite... That's something you can like explore. Hey, do you like to be on bigger teams? Like some battlefield type 30 v 30? Or do you like kind of a more smaller experience that usually loads in quicker? Things like duos or trios in Apex Legends. By the way, I am a new (laughs) Apex Legends player. So we could talk about that more in another episode if you really want to. I know I want to. Next up is a game that I'm not the best at, nor is it necessarily my cup of tea. These are strategy games. A strategy game is like a thinking man's game. It's usually story-rich, but not very character-rich. Like, the world and the story is usually built out beautifully. But it takes... You have to be thinking three steps ahead, for the most part. This is kind of like the video game version of chess. Like, it's... It's a little bit of a learning curve to start and then you start to enjoy yourself after the fact. So you'll kind of know right away whether it's your type of game or not. So strategy games are usually those with longer play sessions. So if you're going to get into strategy, you're going to want to block out time. And I mean like hours of time just to kind of learn the ropes and kind of really experiment like they take a kind of wild to like nestle into so to speak next up is vr games another very like infant like stage of games in my opinion you don't hear about these too much a strategy game a strategy game we just talked about strategy games where am i <laughs> a vr game Our game's in virtual reality. It requires a headset besides whatever you're already gaming on. There is currently only, from what I know, VR headsets available for PlayStation and PC. PC, you have multiple choices like Oculus or HTC Vive, and you can kind of of get your pick of the crop. For PlayStation, it's obviously just the PlayStation. They both have their pros and cons. If VR is something you're interested in, and if you want to learn about it together, tell me. We will totally, like you can tweet at me, we will totally figure this out together. MMOs. Okay. MMOs are quite exciting to me right now. Recently, Me and Habi started playing ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, and I've really, really been enjoying it. Uh, An MMO is a huge multiplayer game with like hundreds of other people playing online at the same time. It can be an RPG, but it doesn't have to be. The point is kind of the sense of community and building kind of literally building a character and living a world you can be a merchant you can be a florist you can just do day-to-day things that's what an MMO is usually MMOs are known to come with a monthly subscription price if you want the best kind of most comfortable experience with the MMOs then there is MOBAs MOBAs are multiplayer games that are teams playing against each other in, like, like a battle arena-type situation. It's different than Battle Royale. Every kind of person is a specific, like, type of person. Like, you have your tank characters, and there can only be one tank character per team. So it's not necessarily an area i'm too familiar with but again if you guys want to learn together i'm always down for that we could definitely do that next up is sandbox games last but not least sandbox games a game where imagination reigns king things like minecraft roblox things of that nature things where you there's a story but it's just It's kind, it's like half there. It's only there if you really, really need like guiding, a guiding hand like me. If you're like me, you definitely need that guiding hand. This is for people who want to nurture their imagination because a sandbox game isn't going to tell you what to do. You kind of dropped into the world and you discover the rules. You don't even get told the rules. You discover the rules as you go along. So it's a really fun idea. Me and Habib have been meaning to play Minecraft together for a long time. Maybe when he listens to this episode, we'll kind of be jogged back to getting into it. And then I can talk to you guys about it. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we do with sandbox games. <sighs> well, that was all the terms, ladies and gents. If we have any gentlemen in the audience. Anyways. Um, that was a lot, wasn't it? I hope you got through the first part, the kind of industry, kind of more technical stuff to get to the fun parts of the types of games and stuff. Because it's kind of like when you're getting into any hobby, you want to learn both sides of the spectrum. And would you believe me, would you believe me if I told you... That even different games have different terms on top of that. Especially first person shooters. Like, there's different terms to learn on top of that. I can make a continuation to this episode if you want to know more about that. But I think those are all the gaming terms you need to know right now to kind of make sure you're on the ball. So go ahead, after this episode go to the person who likes gaming in your life, or just go and impress yourself and go on YouTube, search up RPG games 2020, or new console generation, and you'll be surprised how good it feels to be like, yeah, I understand what they're saying. I would suggest not looking on YouTube for things like IGN and GameSpot, just because of the fact that they are very set in a certain type of way it's kind of like like cable news like they're going to put a certain spin on things just in general like they're going to have a certain perspective so if you want to like de- like kind of dip your toes just a little bit without deep diving i would say just search specific like i said terms into youtube and find other youtubers that are good at like Kind of talking about what it is you want to talk about. I'd say Inside Gaming. They're really, really funny. They're It's fun to listen to. And with the gaming terms and stuff that I just mentioned to you, it'll be easier for you to follow the gaming news. Um, there's someone else I want to mention, and their name keeps slipping my mind. If Hubby was here, he would absolutely tell me. Spawnwave. There we are. Spawn is another good one to listen to if you kind of want to just follow industry news or follow kind of little things to pique your interest. I'd say go to those channels and kind of click on what catches your interest and see how well you can follow. I really, really hope you stood with me this long. I hope this episode was enjoyable to listen to. And we'll meet up here next time. Same time? Same time? This time worked for me? It works for you, right? This time definitely works for me. Alright, later gamers.